0: Log Talk Radio. My name is Michael Gordon and I'm your host, as always, on the program And it is Tuesday, March twelfth, two 2013 Glad to have you here, whether you're listening live or joining us in the Archive program it's an exciting topic today, so let's jump right into it And uh, the topic for today is What you think you become Changing your world So this is an um, extension of some of the previous episodes that I have posted on Mind Whisperer about um, how your mind is a projector, a projection, pardon me, A project- your mind is a projector, a movie projector, and so what is the movie that's playing in your in your life? And I want to start today with a statement by the Dalai Lama, which kind of really frames this understanding of how we... Create our own world. You know, we we all kind of grew up with this narrative from our childhood, and and we're still we still kind of uh, inherited this story about the universe that is reinforced through classical physics and science that says the world is you know a, a physical place and uh, we move through it uh, you know as animals and then uh, we return back to Earth and, you know, and and decay and life regenerates itself. But that's a a story in a universe that's bereft of, you know, a deeper understanding from a scientific point of view and also from a spiritual point of view. And they're intertwined. The cosmos is not some mystical, mysterious thing. It's mysterious to science, indeed. Uh, But, you know, as we know, uh, classical physics has given way to quantum mechanics for over 100 years now. And we really have a, a... different understanding. In fact, all we have is deeper questions about um, existence. But one thing we know for sure is what we thought was manifest reality and verifiable reality as a, as a fixed um, set of parameters and, and uh, matter is now, and it's not possible to see the world that way. And, and also, if you really look at the study of psychology and, uh, for example, Buddhism as a 2,500-year-old practice of self-awareness and and a discipline of self-inquiry of studying the mind and the psychology of the mind, which is what it is more than a religion, then, um, then you begin to see that really the world is a phenomenon we experience through our five senses and our personal narrative. So the statement that, you know, I wanted to bring today is that we don't see the world as it is. We see it as we are we don't see the world as it is we see it as we are and what does that mean that means that you know we're we're constantly seeing the world through a bias of our own personal narrative how we grew up and etcetera etcetera which is very very layered and very prejudiced and there's a term in uh scientific and career and science or scholarly study and research called confirmation bias and confirmation bias is essentially that the idea that when you start out with a thesis, or a negative thesis that you want to disprove in, uh, in, in in research, that if you are operating from a presupposed bias, rather than just trying to answer a question, but you actually want to prove something and you are biased in that direction, then you skew your research, sometimes unbeknownst to yourself, and this is what ends up as what's called a confirmation bias. So essentially your your research is there just to prove the point that you started with, which you already presupposed is true or more valid or more correct or more right in a moral sense. So we really, you know, without knowing it, because of our, our conditioning and how we are shaped psychologically and emotionally by our uh, early upbringing and, and our culture and our cultural backgrounds and our social values, we, we tend to be operating from a confirmation bias because it's we are creatures of meaning and we have to function in the world. And so we are looking to reinforce and, and create some security and stability about who we are in the way that we see the world. And you can see this in the way people operate. You know, They want to seek like-minded people. They want to make the world correct in their own way. So the problem is, is those subconscious beliefs, which we may not be fully aware of and in touch with that are dominating our world view and i encounter this all the time as a clinical practitioner i have clients come to see me who are stymied as to why negative experiences and and patterns and people keep showing up in their life and the answer to that is contained in, in that preface i just gave and that is that your world is shaped by the views and the emotions you hold deepest. And you cannot become who you really are and who you really want to be and and live the life you really want if you're living the life of who you always were. Or you're stuck only in who you are now. And that's the limitation of, uh, of the beliefs that you are subconsciously holding. Now, there's another aspect to this, and that is that whatever those beliefs are, they tend to uh, cause us to be focused on the things that are, are displeasing to us. And so we come from this mindset, this framing perspective of what we don't like, what we don't want. And so we tend to focus on the things that displease us. Now, human beings already have what's called... A negativity bias. Excuse me for a moment. I'm just going to close the windows here in my studio. A little too loud. There we go. Less background noise. So we have a negativity bias as human beings. It's sort of our our biological, you know, set points, and and it's a strong imperative to survive in the world. That we're always scanning the world for threat and danger. But you know, the idea with um, cultivating more calmness in our lives and overriding that baseline sort of uh, scared naked ape in the world, that we can have a more refined sense of control and and awareness and openness to our experience. But basically speaking, that's still how, how we default as human beings, is that we're always on the lookout for danger and negativity. And so this can set us up for a real kind of scarcity view of the world. There's not enough um i'm everyone's out to get me, et etc, et cetera Now the more that you have been conditioned by these uh circumstances in your own upbringing, for example, if you grew up in actual uh financial poverty economic poverty or hardship, or if you grew up in just a mindset of of scarcity of conservatism, uh whether it was sort of religious or cultural or that you know a sense of uh don't ask for too much or you you know, um, don't be, you know, too big about yourself, et cetera, et cetera. Then, um, then that really shapes your world, and it shapes how that you look at the world. And so one of the common things that I experience in helping my clients, for example, is they they are overly attentive to the repeating patterns of their lives that, that are um, n- negative and not working for them. So, for example here's a, a classic you know from the, the the sales and marketing uh toolkit is that it's an axiom of sales that um in order to be successful and and to persevere and be and accomplish as a salesperson and we're all really doing sales in one way or another in life. you're selling yourself to find a date you're selling yourself to find a client you're selling yourself uh when you apply for a job you're selling yourself to your students if you're a teacher so when you're doing sales, you make nine phone calls or knock on nine doors to get the tenth yes. It's like the famous story about Thomas Edison saying, "You know, I didn't really discover um, the light bulb. I, uh, or you know, or electricity. I, I, um, I only found the 2,000th try." Uh, the way that it finally worked after nineteen hundred and ninety nine times that it didn't work, and so it takes a perseverance and sort of a long long tail view of the world to to get through to that end result now, in order to be motivated and persevere through hardship and the seeming um disadvantages and and the the negation of that goal um it requires effort, and it requires the ability to see the big picture. And really that is what um, makes people happier, is that they're able to not predict the future, and therefore the future might have a positive outcome. If we only looked at the future as something, a bleak outcome, then we'd be very depressed. And in fact, this is what happens to depressed people, is that they are fixated on a a negative outcome, what's called catastrophizing, doom and gloom. So, um, from the point of view of that negative bias of a particular person, what is it that um, may prevent them from getting what they want? Well, let's look at um, relationships, because, you know, it's a universal thing that most of us want to find some sense of love and acceptance and connection with another human being in a relationship. And so, um, if we look at a person who's attracting a certain kind of pattern in their partners serial monogamy or maybe even multiple marriages and they keep attracting people who are um, difficult or combative or not faithful etc cetera, etc cetera. and it would be uh, dysfunctional really and and really not beneficial to that person and a very limited analysis to say, well, you know, it's just the wrong person, it's the wrong person, it's the wrong person. Well, of course, that's the wrong choice for you. But why does that keep showing up? You know, and we know, you know, this is going back to uh, the theories of Sigmund Freud in terms of un- unconscious, uh, unfulfilled desires, that our unconscious really is projecting a pattern and repeating it. It's what he called the repetition compulsion. That we are playing out this movie... In the attempt from our subconscious, so you're not aware of it, in an attempt to correct it and and fulfill its need, but it's it's playing out as a very simplistic, childlike movie, and and it's sort of I, the analogy I like is um, from the from the movie Star the original Star Wars movie, where uh, R2D2 this droid that they find is suddenly bumped and this holographic projection of Princess Leia plays out, you know, pleading to. Obi-Wan Kenobi to help her save her planet and her people and it just keeps playing over and over again and that's what our subconscious li- mind is, it's projecting into the world this beacon, help me, help me, help me but the beacon is not a magic wand, the beacon is not uh, a solution, it's a cry for dis- of distress and, and a cry for help and so it's only when you consciously step into that hologram and take it further and change the story and fulfill that unfulfilled need of childhood that you will correct it and therefore come into integration with your adult self. So what that requires is for us to first identify what is that movie that's playing out for us. So in the case of the person that we're describing here in this case study who keeps attracting um, dysfunctional, combative, broken people, there's something about themselves that is not reconciled within their own character and within their own uh, psychological makeup, the relationship with themselves, if you will, um, in the same way. So you're only going to attract that which you believe to be true about yourself. So once you start to explore these issues in therapy, for example, and see where you learned or you internalized a view of the world that became very general for you, in your probably in your early childhood with your primary attachments and your in your parental relationships because they are sort of the the not sort of they are the initial teachers the the professors and the uh the layers of the framework of, of the meaning of you, the universe to you and you are dependent upon them to guide you correctly with your view of, of the meaning of the world and what you can expect from it so something in there is skewed if something left you in doubt, fearful, um, caused you to believe that your feelings were not valid, that, they, that, you, that love is not something that's automatic and you should feel secure and whole and, and fulfilled as a human being, but that you're stuck with what you get, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, then you can see how this would manifest in your life. And this is what we call a scarcity, a scarcity mindset, a poverty mindset. And so you will... F- be bankrupt in your emotional life, in your relationship life, because you are operating from a confirmation bias that things don't work out, that, there's n- that, that love is not something that's secure and automatic and something that you have a right to, like any other human being. So you've personalized this story and this data that you got at a very young and an irrational, irrational state, In a very dependent, vulnerable state, and you encapsulated that in a childlike way and generalized that to the world. And that becomes your reality. Now, the reality equally exists that um, the person of your dreams, the person who is beyond your wildest dreams, is also possible for you, and that the relationship you always desired is is always possible. But unless you correct your course, it won't happen. One of my favorite metaphors in therapy with clients is, you know, we feel so far off track. We, we feel so completely far away from some instinctive sense of wholeness of who we really should be in the world, who we're meant to be. And we're so suffocated and, and limited by this um, sense of being held back and, and confined in, in the repeated... Um, experience of failure or um, heartbreak or lack in our lives. And it can, we feel so completely distant from any sense of positivity and, and possibility for ourselves. And this is one of the things you confront in, in, um, in therapy as a client and also as a, as, the, as a therapist, is how to connect people to a sense of um, positive outcome and, and I wouldn't say hope, but optimism and and really, it comes from self worth and the metaphor that I'm speaking of is I say to my clients, if you were setting out on a on a voyage on a on a boat and you set out off the coast and your compass is off two degrees, over the course of a thousand miles, that two degrees would shift your course. Another two thousand miles, perhaps, or two hundred miles off of your vector from from uh what your original setting was. And you may find yourself way out in the middle of the open ocean with no land in sight, completely lost, and feeling like you know, despairing that you're never gonna get back to where you where you're supposed to be, and certainly to, to um to get back on track to be to back to your home port. At the same time, only a two-degree correction, of course would put you back on track, and it may take some time, but it's only two degrees that separates you from your original course. And that's really how we are as human beings. Our, because we are so subjective, because we have such a subjective, personalized narrative about who we are in the world, we really turn that two degrees into a pronounced state, a sentence of our life sentence, that's it. We're permanently off course and we're never going to get back and this is the course that we're supposed to be on. But The problem is we are built to develop and fulfill ourselves as human beings. We have higher consciousness and depending on what worldview and values you have, you could even believe in karma and say that there's something instinctive in you that knows that there's something higher you're supposed to evolve to. And maybe you have friends and and, uh, advocates in your lives who, um, who steer you in that direction and are, are pushing you to become more and see the, the real you. So like the message for today is, is in your own way, you can take the steps right now to make the space for what you may not think is possible or probable or even realistic for yourself but that you also instinctively feel and know or want and there's nothing wrong with wanting those things it's as impossible as they seem to want to be financially successful to want to be with the person of your dreams to want to be um, um, admired in, in the world and, and accomplished in things um, whatever it is, if it's a, you know, charity work or becoming the next great leader or all these accomplished people in life if not all of them many of them started from very meager beginnings but all of them started with an idea, with an impulse and it really is just following through they got them there so if you can identify as improbable or as, as um, outlandish as it seems what you really want well I really do want to be with the ideal partner I really do want to Um, build my own company one day, then you're already starting on the right track because you're identifying and then all you need to do is strip away all the limiting beliefs that hold you back. And once you remove all thoughts and all thus all feelings and thus all behaviors and actions that don't align with that goal, then you will accomplish it. And that's just the science of success. Once you remove all doubt and any other option, but moving towards that which you know to be true for yourself and you want in your deepest heart, and I mean to connect from it on on the deepest level, and you align yourself and you own that dream, then nothing can stop you. So look at the things that aren't working in your life Turn it back towards yourself and say, what is it about myself that I believe to be true in these things, that I don't deserve someone, that I can only attract a negative people in my life, I can only attract failure. Take it as a lesson. Take it as learning and move forward. C- you know, work on the, your, the, 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 um, the myth that you're operating from about yourself. Trace it back. Find out where you picked that negative belief up and change your course those two degrees, and get back on track. That's it for the program today. I hope you've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it. And uh, we look forward to your feedback and to um, your continued support here on the Mind Whisperer. My name is Michael Gordon. It's been a pleasure today. And we'll see you again next time.